This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Jake Bennett and Michael Dorenda. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us. This is episode 120 of the Laravel News Podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful start to your week. As always, with me is our wonderful Aussie friend, Mr. Michael Durinda. How's it going, dude? Hello, I am doing okay, doing okay. Getting a little too cold here. It was It was so cold the other night that I went the next day and I bought pajamas and I have not worn i was talking to my mum yesterday and she's like i don't think you've worn pajamas since i put pajamas on you so <laughs> that gives you some indication of either something That's very hilarious. creepy about me or uh that i haven't worn pajamas since i was a kid they're like fleece pajamas or something they're, they're actually what i'm wearing right now i haven't even changed out oh, of nice them. i see those that there you go it's uh, evil is my good side evil is my good what does it say it says this yeah, is my good, is my good side. side this is oh and uh, it's a picture of it's Baby Yoda, so the Star Wars, Baby Yoda. Star Wars themed the jammies. He is the best. Um, what is a porky pie? A porky pie? It's a lie. Don't tell okay, porky pies. That was, that was really funny. So I was listening to a podcast today about this lady who was this wellness coach person, whatever, who's Australian and who faked to have she faked brain cancer or something. It was really messed up. Anyway. She got blasted for it. But in the podcast, they said her mother made one of the most Australian statements ever for something. And she's like, people are made allowed to make porky pies. I'm like, <laughs> what the porky pies? I, f- I figured that's what it was. It was a lie. But yeah. I-, I think I felt everybody needs to know what a porky pie is. Porky pie. Yeah, it's a good so, one. Uh, porky pies yeah. are not not Aussie, though. Like, obviously, we, we take lots of things from our uh, British... Uh, lineage, sure, but yeah, all of us, it's right? a it's yeah. a it's a Cockney thing. It's not actually a an Australian thing. Okay, not attributed to Australian. No, porky sadly pie. not. Something we, you say anyway. We okay. we um we get assigned a lot of these things, but it's not always it's not always things that we've said or that we came up with. It's just funny things people in Australia say, and they say, "Oh, that's an Aussie thing," and it's maybe not. Yeah. Got it. Well, hey, we have got, uh, let me pull it up here. We've got one, two, three, four. We've got like 10 stuff, 10 things, 10 stuff. 10 stuff. We've got 10, 10 stuff to, to think about. 10 stuff to think talk about. And we're going to start with our releases. So 7.13, we're going to jump right in here. So um, this was released May 28th. So the Laravel team released 7.13 with a new method to configure tailwind pagination views. And then the latest updates to the 7.x branch. So as mentioned, Tailwind pagination is now on the menu. So Taylor uh, contributed the use Tailwind method to the abstract paginator along with Tailwind pagination views. At the time of this writing, the default pagination views are for GASP. Go ahead and GASP. I'll wait for it. <laughs> bootstrap, bootstrap 4. Ugh. But you can use the use Tailwind method to override those defaults. The documentation now has instructions on using Tailwind styling with pagination so basically in your um, app service provider you just say paginator colon colon use tailwind and then that will use uh, the new tailwind pagination pretty easy Uh, the route list command was fixed so taylor also contributed a fix for the artisan route list command for excluded 
middleware. Um, this is interesting. So this now uses the router service to gather route middleware. So apparently it was, um, maybe it was including excluded middlewares. So you know how you can tag on to the end of a route. You can say exclude mm-hmm. and then you can, uh, or you can say accept and then you can put in like a route middleware there. Yeah. It seems like what was happening is when you do route list, that middleware would still get included in that listing. It wasn't respecting the fact that it had been excluded from the from a particular route. So that should now be fixed. So that's good. Nice. Uh, you can now use indexed arrays in Redis. Uh, in Redis, this is range by score. So this was contributed by... Uh, Zen gimmick, the ability to use an indexed array for Z range by score. If you happen to be using that in uh, Redis, the Redis. Uh, yeah, there you go. In the Redis, in Redis. There we go. The rest of it is in the release notes. A couple other fixes in there. Okay, then we have seven dot fourteen. Mister Drender, what do we got there? Seven dot fourteen has brought us the ability to make uh, to make component attributes available during render and guessing file extensions based on the MIME type, along with more things that we'll talk about now. First up, Taylor contributed the ability for view components to return a closure that takes data attributes as an argument. Currently, this... I'm attri- sorry, real quick. To be clear, V-I-E-W components. V-I-E-W. Because correct. there's, a, you know, obviously, now that we have components in view, mm-hmm. we have whatever. Yeah. I'm just clarifying. Sorry. Blade so view, blade view components blade. to return a closure. There we go. So currently, the this attributes... Uh, property is null within a component's render method and this change will solve that by allowing components to return a closure from rendering to defer the template building which allows you to do some funky things uh not really sure what those funky things are but if that's something that you're doing then this is something that you can check out um Ilya Sakovich contributed a file guess extension method which could be useful in case you wanted to know the extension of a file which does not have an extension it guesses the file extension from using the MIME type. Thomas Dominic contributed the 2PSR request method on the HTTP client, which allows you to rebuild transfer stats attributes when using the HTTP fake. So if that's something that you've needed to do, you now have the ability to do that uh, to get the underlying PSR request instance. There's a new message bag add if method, which was contributed once again by Taylor. And um, this allows you to conditionally add messages to a message bag. So you can just do message bag, mm. add if some condition, the name of the property that you're adding in there and the message that you wish to attach. So that is all for 7.14. A couple of small and tidy releases as we, uh, I guess, start heading towards, we're still a couple of months away from, I guess, Laravel 8. Yep. Yeah, I've been seeing stuff talked about with it though, mm. um, which is interesting. Uh, just jumping back to this a little bit here. So we have this guessing a file extension. So actually Laravel uses Symfony's file component. What is it? File finder. I think it's the finder. I think it's mm-hmm. Symfony's finder component underneath uh, the, the file facade there. And it actually does some of this already, I think, like the guess extension. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this. Because recently we were saying, um, you know how like if you have a request, uh, a file request that comes in or a request that includes a file, yeah, you can just kind of say, save file as random name. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in that case, 
if you just say save file as random name, what it will do is it will look at the file that's coming in and it will try and guess what the extension is. Huh. So it doesn't respect the, it doesn't necessarily respect the extension that's currently on there. If you just say save as random name, it looks at it and says, What's, what extension should this be? Save it as that. The reason why that's problematic is because uh, we were saving XSR documents, I believe is what they are. And XSR documents, I think, are like Microsoft's version of a PDF. Mm-hmm. It was only supported for a little while. And then they said, yeah, we're not doing that. That's stupid. <laughs> that was a really bad idea. We're going to stop supporting that. So they stopped supporting it in like 2017 or something. Mm-hmm. But that extension now lives out there forever and ever for yeah. everybody who ended up starting using it, right? All these corporations. So we were we were saving these XSR documents. And it would change them to, to .zip because it's like an application slash octet stream. Yeah. And so you just say save as random file name and it would go, it would change it from a uh, my document.xsr to my document.zip. Well, that's not good. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So this guess extension method, by the way, just so you know, is not always like a thousand percent accurate. So just use with caution. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's helpful um for you know what whatever the use case that was given here is uh but just be aware that it might not always give you the results that you're looking for so just just a word of caution Mm -hmm. that bit us and that was a really big pain to to fix (laughs) yeah so there you go okay um we now have this uh so marcel put out this new course uh which is learning react so learning react php video course. So uh, this is a free video course to sign up as required, of course, by Marcel uh, that teaches you React PHP. So this is the framework that helps power projects like Laravel WebSockets. Um, and at the time of learning, it, uh, Laravel React, or sorry, learning React PHP covers the following, the event loop, streams, promises, and sockets. So React PHP is a low-level library for event-driven programming in PHP. At its core, uh, is an event loop on top of which it provides low-level utilities such as streams abstractions, async DNS resolvers, network client server, HTTP client server, and interaction with processes. Um, I think a, a, maybe a fair comparison would be to say that this is sort of like when Node was first coming on the scene. Mm-hmm. What is what is the advantage here? It's like Node can handle a bunch of things sort of uh, uh, at the same time, right? It's, it's not like stuck inside this... Um, like one request, one response, like boom, boom, yeah. like that, right? You can handle a bunch of things at once, like asynchronously. Mm-hmm. I know that's a really bad example of what uh, what React PHP does, or even a terrible understanding of like what Node does. Um, but that's kind of the idea I've heard about with React PHP is it's, uh, you know, basically like Node for PHP. Does, it, does that sound familiar? Does that sound like right? Or does that sound completely crazy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it's more about having like an event loop that's running and that you could just like, rather than spinning up and spinning down a process for every request, it's just a process that's running and it would just take, take a take request in and process them and then spit them back out again. So yeah, I've, uh, I've not really had too much to do with react, but it certainly enables a lot of cool things. The, the Laravel web sockets is a, is a cool package and I'm, guessing that Marcel used it for his new project that's coming out soon, which is uh, Exposed. So definitely something to check out if you're interested in React PHP. The next thing that we have here is a open source content administration project called Fjord. 
It provides an intuitive interface and the tools needed to manage your project's users, models, and free forms for pages, settings, and so on and so forth. The main features, according to the Project Readme, are a code-driven configuration. It uses Laravel standards. It's extendable via Vue.js components. It has form fields for models, user management, role and permission management, media management. It is translatable and it is also headless. You can build editable models around these features, which are then managed via an admin panel and are customizable. Uh, you can definitely check out the example CRUD configuration in the playground and demo code for an example of the code configuration you'll find for a model using the project. If you'd like to learn more, you can check out the Fjord documentation to learn how to get started and use Fjord with your existing Laravel applications. You can try it out in the Fjord Playground, which is a working demo of a front-end and the administration side of a project. Uh, you can find more details. We will have links to that for you in the show notes. Uh, so I was out for that last one there. So Michael, I'm interested to, to look back and or listen back and hear what you had to say about Fjord. Um, my, I just all of a sudden hear my two-year-old screaming. Uh-huh. And we have three-year-olds, sorry, three-year-olds screaming. He just turned three. Um, and like my in-laws are over and everybody's sleeping. It's one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. So, <laughs> like run upstairs like, what's wrong? <laughs> so anyway, he's sleeping with the mama now. Ah, so he should very be good. good. He should be good. Okay. Uh, let's take a look. Manage friendships, likes, and more with the acquaintances Laravel package. So multi-carat slash Laravel dash acquaintances packages gives eloquent models the ability to manage friendships, groups, followers, likes, ratings, and favorites. So if this is something that like if you're building some sort of mini social media platform or anything really that would utilize some of these items, uh, this is definitely a package you're going to want to look into because these things can get complex really quick. And there's a lot of gotchas that you might not consider um when you're building something like this for the first time that this package will uh very likely take care of so uh for example you could say find user one find user two just using your eloquent models and then you could say user one befriend user two so the add them to their friends list and then user two accept friend request user one right so it handles those those interactions and it also gives you a really really clean api uh, and it also allows you to do things like user two unfriend user one. So it allows you to use like domain language in order to do mm-hmm. these things rather than things like associate user or associate whatever. Uh, it uses befriend, accept friend request, unfriend. Out of the box, you can expect the following feature list. Send friend requests, accept friend requests, deny friend requests, block users, group friends, rate a user or a model. This uh, supports multiple aspects. Uh, follow a user, like a user subscribe, uh, favorite, vote, uh, upvote or downvote uh, a user or a model. So it has several traits you can use to define these capabilities on a model. Um, Things like friendable, can like, can follow, can be followed, can rate, can be rated. Uh, The Project Readme has all the details for each model interaction and contains quite a few useful features. So definitely check that out at multicarat slash Laravel dash acquaintances. We'll throw that into the show notes as well, of course. Mm, Now is a great time to try and write a replacement for Facebook. Yeah, everybody hates it. So uh, you know what I do like, though, a lot is Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) I don't know if that's available in AU, but dude, it's seriously amazing. Like it's because, you know... Craigslist is sort of or was old school, right? It was like you never had the ability to upload things from your phone, or if you did, it was very difficult. And Facebook makes it accessible to everybody, mm-hmm. um, and so you get a lot of you get a lot more items on there. Um, 
So I just bought a weed. I just bought like a weed whip off there this weekend, actually. <laughs> Seriously, I know it's laugh. It's hilarious, but like uh, this dude just saw, he he fixes them. And I'm like, I needed one because the one I had broke. So like, hey, check it out. And that was like, I got one for like half of what you'd normally pay for the one that I got. There I got you a go. Husqvarna, man. There you I go. I love Husqvarna. Okay, this has nothing to do with what we're talking <laughs> about here. So moving on. Moving on. Marivelle. We have Marivelle. Is Marivelle? Marivelle? Is that Marivelle. what we're saying? I'm, I'm saying Marivelle. Because it's supposed to be like Marvel, Marvel right? Marvel. It's supposed I mean, to be Marvel. Like, the, the, that's what it is. Because if you look at the logo, The logo right? is Charles Xavier, yeah. And then it says, because our users, users are, are superheroes. superheroes. I'm uncomfortable with the spelling of superheroes, though. Mm. Marvel Permissions is a package by Inani L. Hussein that provides permissions in Laravel using superhero jargon. The package allows you to grant users abilities, but in fun, superhero uh. kind of way. Because every That's user fine. deserves to be a hero, the Marvel API is based on superhero jargon. So rather than having users, you would have a specter and you would create Oof. a specter. Oh, no, sorry. You have a user and you could create a new Marvel, which is, for example, a specter. And you create a specter of type Storm that has certain powers. You can then say that the specter like of Storm grants flying. Uh, take off and see the future. Bless with. Uh, Cerebro owns Cerebro owns one of and Cerebro humanize. Uh, so it's a little. I, I think it's a little bit of a fun project. I'm not sure that I, I think would that's maybe what it is typically yeah. use it in a in a uh, certainly not in an enterprise application. That would be far too much fun <laughs> for the yeah. enterprise applications that we all know Laravel is more than capable of building. Uh, but if if it's something that you want to have a play around with, we'll have links to this package at Marivelle in the show notes. Thanks to Inani for the package. Okay, we also have a package called Earmark. So this is a package by Brian Lavalley, and this generates unique values uh, and customizable series. So uh, it allows you basically to eliminate any gaps in a series when values are unset. So this allows for reusable values um, and i think they actually have some good examples i believe in the readme as well but it can be used to fetch the next value to be used in an application uh, database locking prevents duplicate values from being returned a, a perfect example of this is actually something like a phone number extension mm-hmm. so we we deal with this actually we we would have at our work phone number extensions and also desk numbers uh, so each person when they come in are is assigned a desk number and if you have somebody terminated or leave the company, that desk then becomes available. And if you want to assign somebody the next available desk, right, instead of just going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then number five leaves, the next person wouldn't get eleven. They, they would, would get, get five. five. Uh huh. They would get five exactly. So you have this idea of like these customizable series, and it also doesn't also always have to be sequential. It doesn't have to be yeah. just increment by one. It could be increment by. A thousand or something like that. If, if you're using things like um, like phone extensions, right? So for us, it's like extension three thousand or or three thousand one hundred or three thousand two hundred or three thousand. And obviously, in that situation, yeah. you're incrementing by like a hundred, not by not by one, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it, the the API is sort of like earmarked colon colon get you return the next value, uh, or earmarked colon colon unset, and you would unset a particular value. Uh, You can specify a number of values to return. So if you need to get like the next three phone number extensions, you could say earmarked get three and that would return the next three. Um, They have some in in here. They have some advanced examples, including configurable variables as far as like 
here are the different pieces that you would uh, kind of push together to get a new extension or something like that. So um, you would have, uh, well, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read the code out loud, but basically it allows you to do really advanced configurations of how you want these series to be generated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it looks very, very interesting. And I can definitely see where this would be useful. This is one of those problems that you either have to like come up with a solution on your own as far as like, um, you, you'll have to keep track of it in a database or something like that. Uh, but this makes it really, really simple. So it looks like a great solution for those types of problems. So you should definitely check that out. Thanks, Brian, for creating that. And thanks, Paul, for writing it up. Speaking of flexible things, we've got this week's sponsor, SmartDB, which is from a German company called Sierra. SmartDB is a management tool for serverless databases provisioned on your own AWS infrastructure. When you set things up, you can configure your region, a min and maximum capacity, and that's pretty much all you need to get started. Databases are created databases that are created with SmartDB are scaled on demand, are scaled on demand so you don't have to take care of read replicas and write sizes. If you want, you can also configure an auto stop after 15 minutes of inactivity if you've got a low traffic website so you can save a bit of money there. The cluster will be reactivated as soon as a new connection comes back in. Regularly, AWS will reject all traffic from outside its serverless databases, and you're typically able to just connect from the same network where the database runs. With SmartDB, however, you can connect from your digital ocean droplet, Linode server, or local device without any issues. You can manage your backups and view metrics of your database. Um, it is a tool that is currently in beta and has many functionalities that still plan to be developed, and they have a special introductory offer at the moment of $12 per month instead of the future price of $29. Uh, so if you're looking for a scalable, highly available database solution, um, if you want something with a simple interface that's secure and that's cost-effective, if you're uh, an infrequently used application, if you're building a new application, if you've got variable workloads or unpredictable workloads, SmartDB may be a tool for you. You can check them out at smartdb.io. I wanted to give a quick illustration of, of kind of like where you might be at when you'd want to use this. So Chris Vidal this last week, I think, said using AWS is sort of like somebody bringing a bunch of Legos in your house and then dumping mm-hmm. them in all different rooms of your house, taking the instruction manual, shredding it and saying, there you go. Like, have fun <laughs> trying to assemble that thing. Right. So AWS is super useful, right? You have all the pieces that you need, but sometimes it can be really difficult to kind of assemble all those pieces into anything resembling something useful. And so SmartDB really takes all of the most common use cases that you would end up with for how you would use something like, um, uh, what's the name of their uh, their database cluster sort of deal? Aurora? Uh, Are you talking about, you're talking about... um... Yep. Yep. I know that what you're thing, about. That thing that I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. That we all know what it is, but I can't figure the word of it. But all the configuration and things like that you would have to set up to make that work. And this just does that for you. RDS. RDS. Thank you. It does all that for you. So it, it allows you to do all those things, provision it on your own AWS account. Uh, but it builds all of those smart options in for you. Yeah. Uh, so it, and it abstracts it abstracts away all of the the nasty, you know, having to log in and, and set all that stuff up. You got it. Exactly right. So this seems like a really, really great service. I'm, I'm excited to try this out. So uh, great job, SmartDB folks. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. 
Uh, what else we got here, Michael? We've got just a couple things left. We got a uh, Spassi multi-tenancy yep. package. You want to talk about that one real quick? Yeah, multi-tenancy is a hot topic for web developers. Uh, it seems to have come back around. It, it, you know, it comes sure. and goes in yep. circles. Tom Schlick gave a great talk about he it did. back in... 2018, first time I want to we say, 2017. Yeah, first time we were in New York for that yeah. time. Uh, gave, gave a really great talk on it, talked about a couple of different approaches and, and you know, the community sort of forgot about it. And then recently people have been asking about it again and Mohammed Saeed has, has put out some good educational videos on multi-tenancy and a couple of different approaches there. And on the back of that, Sparsi has built a package, believe it or not. Um, in the Laravel space, Spicy released a new offering recently with an opinionated multi-tenancy package to make apps tenant-aware. According to Freik's introductory post, the philosophy of the package is that it should only provide the bare essentials to enable multi-tenancy. The package takes care of things related to tenancy for you, such as tracking which tenant is the current tenant, dynamically changing configuration when you are changing between tenants, and provides tools to help with creating a new tenant database and running migrations across multiple tenants. So you get a tenant model, which has a few pieces of functionality in there. You can call tenant current, or you can resolve the current tenant using the uh, IOC container. You can check the current tenant, um, make an instance of the current tenant, and even forget the current tenant if you're wanting to switch between them. It provides you the ability to find tenants and and also execute consoles and queues in a tenant-aware fashion. Um, so if, if multi-tenancy is something that you need to implement in your applications, if it's something that you've struggled with implementing yourself, or you wanted to have a look how Spassi has gone about it in a, as bare bones fashion as possible, then we will have links to the Spassi multi-tenancy Laravel package in the show notes. And don't forget to also check out Freak's post, which we will have a link to as well. Yeah, his introductory posts are always really good. And then the read, uh, the readme or their documentation is always super solid as well. Uh, so you'll mm-hmm. definitely want to check out the documentation on that. And it's always like super rich with like examples and how to get started. And they do a really, really good job of writing up good documentation. So I always appreciate that about Spassi. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that package out. Hey everybody, that wraps us up for today. We've got nothing left for you. So it is, uh, early in the morning, the wee hours of the morning here in Illinois. So we're going to sign off. It is episode 120. If you have, uh, or if you would like to see show notes for this episode, check them out at podcast.laravel-news.com slash 120. If you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you would take just a moment, go rate it up in your podcatcher of choice. Five stars would be awesome. Or just give us a retweet on Twitter when you see it pop up in your feed. If you're not always, if you're not already following the Laravel News uh, account, go ahead and do that. Speaking of Twitter, if you have any questions or comments, hit us up on Twitter at Jacob Bennett at Michael Dorinda. We'd love to hear from you. It's always fun to hear from people who, listen, just drop by and say hi. You don't even have to have a good question or anything like that. Just say hello. We'd love to talk to you. I think that's it, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And I hope you have a wonderful, amazing week. Stay safe. Stay safe. Do your thing. Look after each other. And don't forget your masks when you're out in public doing your thing. Indeed. Bye. (laughs) Bye.